you get to drive the train and you find where the industry's suggestions will fit into what you're doing and what your audience needs rather than chasing what the industry says you should do because that's exhausting and you will not ever catch it. You'll always feel behind. You'll always feel like you're doing it wrong. You'll always compare yourself to what other people are doing. And I think a hope writer says, nope, I'm going to drive this train and I'm going to take the industry's advice and figure out how it fits into my work for my reader. The writing journey and career can be so complicated. So many pieces, choices, ways to feel, so many best practices and industry standards, and so many things it seems like you're supposed to do and so many ways to do them. How do you decide? How do you know what's best? You need a way to cut through the confusion of choices and expectations. This is a way, the Hope Writer way. Welcome to episode three of season two of the Hope Writer podcast. Whether you're a dreamer, beginner, longtime blogger, future author, or already published, if you want your writing to give others hope, welcome home. We want to give you hope. This episode is You Might Be a Hope Writer If. What is a Hope Writer? Your Hope Writer calling is not just writing, is it? It's a calling to spread hope, to connect, to be relentlessly helpful, and to do it without sacrificing your life and family, right? It's a noble, heavenly calling. It plays out in the challenges of time and space and kids and family and jobs. And it plays out with all those choices and expectations you see in the writing world. Well, the Hope Rider way is an outlook, a perspective, a camera angle. It's like a philosophy that makes these decisions so much easier for you. It's a value system that you can wear like a pair of glasses that focuses only on what you should do and how you should think and feel. And this is your Hope Rider starting point. We'll see what it's like to begin thinking and seeing and valuing like a Hope Rider. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers of hope. We started Hope Writers because we know how lonely and overwhelming this writing life can be. And right now, you can go inside Hope Writers for a week for a dollar. Just visit hopewriters.com slash trial to join Hope Writers for one week for a buck. That's hopewriters.com slash trial. Your hosts on the podcast and at Hope Writers are sisters and authors Emily P. Freeman and Michael and Smith, marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon, and I'm Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. In the previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast, you discovered how to never self-promote again. We saw the difference between self-promotion and message promotion, and that marketing and promoting your work can be just as spiritual and takes the same faith as writing your work. It's the end of that icky self-promotion feeling and could change forever how you think about promoting and marketing. So if you've ever been frustrated and thought, well, if God wants people to read my work, he'll get it to them. If you've ever thought that, then don't miss the previous episode, How to Never Self-Promote Again. That's episode two of season two of the Hope Writer podcast. In this episode, what is a Hope Writer? How do you know if you're a Hope Writer? Well, Hope Writers began a year ago when Brian shared an idea with us an idea to help give hope to writers who write to give hope. Emily realized this was something uniquely helpful for a certain kind of writer, the kind of writer she is and that we are. And it touched something that she hadn't been able to put into words. Well, I do know this, that I wish I had Hope Writers five years ago. And I feel like that the reason why we created Hope Writers was because um, we needed Hope Writers, or at least I needed Hope Writers. And I felt like I wanted a place on the internet, frankly, because that's where I'm able to connect with a lot of other writers who I know um, and is accessible, that 
I could talk about the parts of writing that you can't necessarily Google. For example, I did a a video shoot for one of my books that came out and we had all day, um, I had, you know, a friend of mine even who was at the house and we were videoing and my assistant Tracy was there and I had scripted out the videos and talked into the camera, but it was, you know, eight hours of like four different videos and did this whole thing. And um, my friend Kendra came over in the middle of it, brought us lunch and, you know, we chatted and whatever. And, and they told me to smile more and, you know, whatever the whole thing. And um, (laughs) they left and tore down the video stuff. Family came back home and I didn't just feel tired. Like I didn't just feel tired. Like, wow, that was a really exhausting day. And I did a lot of work. I felt like I wanted to cry. I felt like that I had been so vulnerable, even though everything I said was scripted. It wasn't super, super personal. It wasn't like I was telling my personal story, but I felt so like I had opened myself up so much to a camera. There weren't people there except the videographer and my friend Tracy, my assistant Tracy. Um, And I didn't know how to talk about that. I didn't know how to feel Mm. about that. I didn't know if that was normal. I didn't know if there was something wrong with me. I didn't know maybe I'm not cut out for this work after all because I feel weird and crazy after this eight-hour video shoot. And I felt like I needed a place, now I know that's Hope Writers, where I can be like, hey, guys, I did just did eight hours of talking to a camera. Can everyone agree with me that this is not normal? That's not a normal way to exist in the world. And does anyone else feel a vulnerable vulnerability hangover after they talk into a camera for eight hours and don't get any feedback from an audience and no one's laughing and there's nothing there's no back and forth it's just sort of you with the camera and you feel weird and tired and and so that's you have just, no clue how it's going you have no clue if that's if this is if my feeling about it is just because i'm weird and then you start questioning your calling you start mm. wondering like maybe this is not really what i should do and the fa- the truth is that's a normal part and a part that you don't know to expect when you sign up to be a writer, you don't realize you're going to have to talk into videos, like talk on videos, but that is a great way to share your message. But it's like, this is a piece that I couldn't really go to the internet and Google, why do I feel so weird after a video shoot? <laughs> like I just, if I could Google that, but I might get some crazy wonky things that I'm not actually looking for. I needed a group of like-minded writers who write for a similar reason, who aren't trying to be famous, who feel like they have a message. Um, and might have a similar kind of way about them in the world that we want to write meaningful words and share a meaningful message without sacrificing our meaningful lives. But sometimes that means we have to do things that are uncomfortable. And that's normal. You needed someone to be able to tell you that. I needed someone to say, normal, normal we're stuff. on your side. Mm-hmm. It's totally normal. And by the way, I felt the same way. Or now, you know, everyone hears that I felt that way. So when they feel that way, they can go into it expecting it. Maybe they can plan a fun date night with their husband or with their friends afterwards and know, know what to expect. And so that's just like the tiniest example of something that's maybe not even directly related to writing, but it all is a part of the writing life. That's why it's hope writers. It's not how to publish a book because granted, maybe that has to do with publishing your book, but it's not all about publishing the book. I feel like before hope writers, before I really was like entrenched in this perspective, before this, I sort of had this idea that like all my books were like the center of what I do and everything is an offshoot of that. But then what does that mean for me in my career when I'm not writing a book or don't have a book contract or before I wrote a book at all? Did I still have a message? I think I did, but I didn't know how to gauge it. So so I feel like what Hope Writers has done for me personally, and I hope what it's doing for our members is it's giving us a new way, a new perspective, a new way to think about that this work that I'm doing 
Um, a book is maybe a spoke of the wheel, but it's not the center of the wheel. That my message is the center and my reader is the center. And I want to reach my reader in all different kind of ways. Like we do a podcast. There might also be, maybe you do an ebook. Maybe you have a blog a blog or a blog post, or maybe you don't, but that there's lots of ways to be a hope writer. There's lots of ways that that's going to come out. And it doesn't have to look the same way for you as it looks for me. That's good. But you still had to do your videos. <laughs> I still had to do my videos. Yeah. And I didn't get to say, well, that's just not, that's, that's just right. not my personality or that's too hard. But it would have been easier to do the videos if I would have known what to expect in the front end. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like our job yeah. as the co-founders of Hope Writers is to start to peel back the curtain and say, hey, guys, guess what? This is, doesn't feel normal, but it's okay. There's an acknowledgement that you have a soul and your soul has needs. And part of the support that we need is we don't want, you don't want to divorce your work from, this, from your soul. So how do you do that? I think Hope Writers are really weird because, and I consider myself a Hope Writer because I think we believe that like words can change the world. You know, it's the Robin Williams standing up on the table in Dead Poet Society. You know, thoughts and ideas can change the world. And we believe that. And not everybody believes that. You know, our, our friends, our family, our community around us, they're not all writers. And so Hope Writers is a place for us to gather and to talk about these real issues and to hash it out sometimes and to process, but also to acknowledge that, like, we are here for a purpose and we and what we're trying to share is helping people and we're helping the helpers basically like that's what we're trying to do because we realize like if only i had a little bit more help for me just going there like when i first quit my job to become a full-time blogger guy or whatever like i did this whole video series and looking back on it now it was super cheesy and i was trying to not be me i was trying to be somebody else and i did not have one friend one family member one professional colleague i did not have one person that said brian what are you doing like that's not you <laughs> and i got like i think i got 60 episodes in and it wasn't taking off and it wasn't like i had some subscribers but it wasn't as many as i wanted and i started to think it's the tactics it's the marketing it's the blah 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 and i just by by doing that i started helping other people and as i began to help other people i got to see myself again and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to help people kind of see themselves and see what they're awesome at and what they're not quite great at and how can we help them kind of bring bring that all together to share their unique voice with the people that they care about so i think that's that's what hope writers is for me it's a, it's a safe place where we can ask dumb questions but it's also a it's a, also an encouraging place where we can challenge people to take the next step to do the hard work because your audience matters i love that you just said that helping people helped you see yourself again I think that's really beautiful. And I think you might be a hope writer if that's true of you. I think hope writers are waking up to who they really are. And that the true hope writer is brave enough to move towards what makes her come alive. And I think that's what, for so many of us, we might be nervous to call ourselves writers because that feels scary. And for some people, presumptuous, like, who am I to call myself a writer? It's like, listen, writing is sort of the method Um, And some of us are afraid of the method and we get stuck in the method. But I think hope writers move through that and realize that writing helps me become more fully myself so that I can offer this gift, whatever that gift is. Um, And I think it's been really fun to sort of watch people begin to embrace that and recognize that, oh, I am committed to becoming more fully myself. And writing is a part of that. And writing is a piece of that. And to not be so afraid of that. That's been a fun part of this whole hope writers thing for me. 
What do hope writers hold valuable or not hold valuable? Hope writers believe they have a valuable message. Hope writers know what that message is. And hope writers know they're not done until that message accomplishes its purpose of helping someone. And that is not self-promotion. Hope writers do everything they can to give what they have and to make sure the gift is received. And we know that the, that the gift is not only shaped like a book. I think that there are other places that you can go that will help you write that book. And we want to do that here too. But we also, I think a hope writer also recognizes it's not, that's not the only way to get a message out that, and to broaden that sort of like, that's a beautiful way to get a message out, but it might not be the only way. And it might not be for now. It might be for later. So that's, that's another part of it too, is that is just knowing that the gift is the point, not the wrapping. The wrapping might look like a book it might look like something else. It might look like you might join Hope Writers and then realize, oh, actually, I love speaking. Like, speaking's my thing. It's my jam. It's what I love. But you still are a Hope Writer, even if you're speaking. Mm-hmm. I think you can still be a Hope Writer, even in that space. Hope Writers know and accept it, and they're actually happy that you cannot divorce your message from who you are and how you feel and how you do stuff. I think Hope Writers are a little leery of the word hustle. I think we need to know... Hustle is not a bad word, but you might be a hope writer if when you hear the word hustle, you bristle a little bit and you might question like, okay, what does that mean for me? Because a lot of us hear the word hustle and we think like, oh, that's, that's not my personality. I can't, I can't, I don't work under that kind of pressure or however someone might define that word. So I think that's one thing we try to address in hope writers is to sort of make the word hustle more friendly <laughs> and realize that it doesn't have to be the way that we are thinking when like because Brian I know that yeah that's something that that's a world that you exist in oh yeah sort of the world of hustle yep. am I right about this yeah I mean like the new trend is to is to like blog 24 hours a day basically like to show your hustle <laughs> like to do a daily video blog to show this is how hard I work Gross. I just rolled my eyes. Filming the entire day. Hope writers roll their eyes when we hear that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we're like, how can we do the opposite of that? That's that's good. I think one thing that I've learned from hope writers is that there is this um, inner conflict between wanting to get the message out, wanting to get the book out, dreaming of the book tour, dreaming of, you know, speaking at a conference, like all of that stuff about being a professional writer and so they, they, they desire that, a lot of them desire that, um, and actually making a living at doing this, okay? Side income or, part, or, or full-time income, but then they really struggle with, like, how do I do it? And particularly the mindset is a big struggle for people. Like, I don't feel like I'm worthy to do it. I don't feel like my message is important enough, all that kind of stuff. And I think Hope Writers is a place to have those conversations about yeah. those really, because those are really deep those are really deep conversations yeah. and hard to Google. Something that I've heard you say before, and you've said it to some of our hope writers on video, is you've talked about sharing from, like, not from your heel, but from your toes. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, say that, and then I have a question about it. Yeah, I mean, it's a selling tactic. So you yeah, want to yeah, sell, yeah. sell from your toes, not from your heel. So you want to basically say, hey, check this out. Look at this awesome thing. I'm, like, leaning forward. Like, leaning forward. He's leaning forward, everyone. everyone. <laughs> Look at this amazing thing. Not like, well, I kind of wrote I this. Maybe you might like this. I hope you yeah. like it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so hope writers exist 
in the arch of the foot. Mm. I feel like we are right in the middle of the heel and the toe. It's like we we go back and forth. And there's sometimes where we're like on our toes and we've got it. But we easily can sometimes forget, which is why Hope Writers exists. I think the person who Hope Writers is for is the person who kind of goes back and forth between those two and wants to find a sweet spot of what feels like them. Sometimes it's hard for us to find a place that feels authentic when we're on our toes. Yep. And so that's why I love Hope Writers is because we're trying to help people find that sweet spot on your toes of selling from a place that both feels like you and is like a appealing place to the people would want to hear from you from. So it's called walking, right? It's like you're on their toes and then your heels and your toes and your heels, right? Genius. So that's what we're doing. We want to walk with you. We want to, and and, and you've got to walk. You can't, if you lean too far forward, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. And if you just lay, rest back on your heels, you're not going to move. Right. And that's what happens a lot. I I see people fall because they promote too much or they try, they hustle way too hard and they get burned out and they quit. We've seen people quit. Yeah. And the uh, the inverse is true too. We see people like lean back on their heels and they're like, one day I'm gonna write my book and they never do. Mm-hmm. And so we're encouraging you to walk. A little bit of heel, a little bit of toe, back and forth, one step at a time. So what's a Hope Writer's perspective on like growing an email list as an example? Well, I think, I know Brian, you talk a lot about having a lead magnet, offering something to your audience that already wants to hear from you and offering something to them for free, but then it's, and they have to opt in in order to get it, which means in exchange for their email address, they get this thing from you. And I think a lot of times we can like rack our brains, like what could be my, my lead magnet? And it's like this hard thing we try to come up with, but instead I've been trying to, you know, I've had a blog for 10 years, over 10 years now. I've been trying to just rather than like put pressure on myself, like what could my next lead magnet be to sort of start to pay attention to like, what am I really excited about right now? What is something that I'm, I haven't done before that might be a fun thing to do. And I haven't even been thinking of it like that, but that's just an example. This past spring, I had this idea. I just had this like compulsion that I wanted to share something um, that wasn't written, but that was spoken. And so I just thought, man, I really want to have like a seven day encouragement for my readers um, that they would something that they would listen to every morning. But that feels weird because that's not really a thing. I mean, that's kind of like would be on iTunes or that's kind of a podcast, but it's not on iTunes and it's not a podcast. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the thing was. So I just sort of you sat with it for a while. A little bit. Yeah, like I, I had the idea and I sort of let myself sit with the idea for a while. And the easy thing would have been to just do a seven day or a three day like email that they get and they just read it and boom, it's done. You get their email. But like, I didn't want to do that. The thing wanted to be spoken. And I think it's important to listen to what the art wants to be mm-hmm. because it will tell you if you give, if you give it time and space, it will tell you what it wants to be. And this thing wanted to be spoken. So oh, it was harder though, because it would have been easier to write it, but I ended up like scripting it out. And then like, I played my own piano and recorded it. Dad came over one day and showed me like, okay, you can use audacity and you can, here's where you put your just, microphone. This is just recording the piano part. The piano part. All she like wants that. is her own piano. I just wanted my own piano. In the background, so like we, I figured out how to record it. Just, it, just have a music bed in the background. It's work to do what you're trying to do. It was so much work, and like it was for a free thing. And part of me was like, "Is this even worth it?" Um, and they love it, don't they? They loved it. They love it. I finally put it together, and seven days. It you know had to edit the voice, had to edit the piano in, and make it kind of work. And it was a little janky, not gonna lie, but it was also free, so I yeah. didn't feel super weird about it. 
But that was a that's a new lead magnet. So I put it up and I have thousands more people now on my email list because I yes, it was a lead magnet. But for me, lead magnet was secondary. Mm -hmm. The thing was primary. It was this thing I wanted to do. And so I think it's good to like pay attention, like what makes you come alive? What are the things that feel fun? And then put them in a category that fits to actually grow your list, to grow your email list. Like, okay, well, maybe that could be an email list thing. And I'm so glad I did it. And it was, I think it was worth it. I mean, okay. I guess you have to decide what's worth it for you. A hope writer takes serious things that are in her heart. Yeah, you follow the love. A hope writer follows the love and pursues and wants to discover, is there really something there and what is it? And then the hope writer asks, well, how much work is going to be involved in that? And is that worth the work for this thing that I feel like I love. You take what the industry says you should do, mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily have that be the engine of the train. Mm -hmm. So the industry's advice can go behind your perspective as the artist. You get to drive the train and you find where the industry's suggestions will fit into what you're doing and what your audience needs rather than chasing what the industry says you should do because that's exhausting and you will not ever catch it. You'll always feel behind. You'll always feel like you're doing it wrong. You'll always compare yourself to what other people are doing. And I think a hope writer says, nope, I'm going to drive this train mm -hmm. and I'm going to take the industry's advice and figure out how it fits into my work for my reader. I love that. It's like guardrails. You've got like the one side of the road that you could fall off the cliff would be like following all the industry's advice and burn yourself out. Yeah. And then the other side of the guardrail would be like not doing anything, you know, which right. a lot of our newbie hope writers when they first start, you know, they don't have a lead magnet. They have a, you know, fill out the form to get updates and nobody wants updates. Right. So, so having a lead magnet is the road. You need a lead magnet, but you need to kind of know that balance and kind of stay in the middle of that road kind of, kind of govern yourself by finding the balance of those two. And I think a hope writer doesn't freak out if they don't have a lead magnet idea right now. Mm -hmm. A hope writer is okay to wait they're for patient. it. They're patient and they're not afraid that like, oh, the whole world's going to get ahead of me mm -hmm. if I don't do this right now. It's like, just wait. And a willingness to wait on the right idea too yes. and not like, well, I need a lead magnet. So that's what I'm doing this week. I'm going right. to come up with my great idea and do it. Well, you're going to be aware that you need that, but you're willing to wait for the right idea. And what if you don't come up with the right idea? Then what is then how do you feel after that? A hope writer would still be trusting and a hope writer would still say, well, wherever I'm going to get that idea or however I'm going to get that idea, maybe I'm not going to get it by sitting down and just trying to purposefully think of it. It's going to have to come to me in some other way. And you know what? I trust that it's going to. And they're probably getting yeah. inspiration in other areas and right. working towards that. I think that there is a, an amount of trust in the creative process that you just have to have. And you have to know that I don't remember who to quote for the what I'm about to say. It, but I did not come up with it. But I heard someone <laughs> say once, <laughs> it's the worst. We'll figure it out. That, that writing and creativity, it's not a pond or a lake. It's a, it's a river. And that it's it continually flows. It, it's going to keep moving. It's not just sitting still. And that those ideas are going to continue to come. We don't have to be afraid that like, I've got this one shot. I've got this one chance. This is the time. And it's never going to come around again. But that we trust in the process itself that that's actually part of the work is trusting in the process. So if I felt like I'm so tired of thinking of everything that has that I have to do to be a writer and everything that goes with it and everything that's involved and it seems like so much work and I'm so tired of thinking about that. If I embraced a hope writer perspective, how would I think about that? So by posting in the Facebook group, you would hear from other people that say it's okay, you're normal. 
you would also get some encouragement that would say, keep going, chase the fun. That it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, I would, I would always lean on your audience and I would say, you know, ask your audience, talk to them. I mean, there's something really powerful. You can get so discouraged and then somebody like makes a comment and they say, wow, like I read your book or I read your blog post or even they click like and you're like, oh, that, somebody liked that. Like it's just encouraging, you know, you'd get a mix of that. You get support from a community and that's probably what you don't have right now if you're not part of Hope Writers. If you're a Hope Writer, but you're not part of Hope Writers, it's easy. Support and encouragement from a community of writers like you. Writers who get it, who've been there and can help you. And some who are there now and need you. Go inside Hope Writers right now for $1 for a week at hopewriters.com trial. If you love to write, there's something for you inside Hope Writers. Be a better writer, help with marketing and your platform, find your voice and your niche, write better blog posts, all kinds of help with your book and writing dreams, and the Hope Writer Facebook group. That's a community where you ask questions and make friends and get encouragement to grow your confidence and ditch the anxiety that comes with your writing dreams. It's a community of people to journey with. Go inside Hope Writers now for a week for just $1. Just go to hopewriters.com slash trial. We'd love to connect with you inside hopewriters.com slash trial. In the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, what do you absolutely need to make sure you get right in your writing journey? What's most important? Is it writing skill, certain social media, your platform? Well, it can be different for everyone. And in the next episode, we'll each share our one most important thing to help you think about yours. That's the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. Well, today we've looked at the Hope Writer perspective. Here are some final words on the power of perspective from Abraham Lincoln. We can complain because rose bushes have thorns or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. Thanks for listening. 